Weekday afternoon replay from Money FM 89.3. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Market View. I'm Clarissa Montero, joined as usual by my co-host JP Ong. The news is good. You were right. <laughs> Yesterday you said you thought we'd cross 3200 and we did. It, yes, I did. Although I did say that we'd probably come sh- short of that. We came a bit more than shorter than that. We were at 12 points below that mm-hmm. particular level. But Monday was yesterday. Today's a new day and we have officially crossed 3200. Now it's not by a lot. We're at 3202 at the moment, but mm-hmm. it is a site for sore eyes, especially since we've been losing a lot of uh, ground over the last five five to six weeks. You're seeing that the Straits Times Index is looking rather healthy. It's up by about half a percent so far in today's session. And on the back also of, well, just I wouldn't say it's uh, very thin or very thick trading volumes, but it is just uh, maybe half a hamburger patty Mm -hmm. lighter than usual. About 422 million Singapore dollars in total trades. It's not too bad, really. I mean, you can't really uh, cry about these, uh, these levels. It's enough to really give it just enough uh, room or runway to to move forward. And that's where the STI is at the moment. A total of 177 stocks are gaining ground. 131 stocks are in the red so far. But again, the sentiment is improving or continues to improve because of uh, of this hope that we might see a rate cut from the Federal Reserve down the road. There's also uh, a bit more optimism given the fact that the U.S. has backed off on levying tariffs on Mexico, although Trump has said today that if the that this is still a possibility that Mexico is not completely off the hook if mm-hmm. they don't live up to their quote-unquote end of the bargain. So far, you're also seeing some risk-off sentiment also across the rest of the region. You look at the uh, Nikkei 225, they're getting a bit of a boost so far today. The dollar has started to weaken substantially, but so has the Nikkei 225. They've, they have started to show give up some of the strength that they've uh, accumulated over the last couple of weeks. And also because... Today is a day where the Chinese PBOC has set a strong fixing for the Chinese yuan. It's mm-hmm. the first time they've actually set it at a stronger uh, at a stronger midpoint at the moment, and because of that, we're seeing some of these uh, currencies starting to lose ground against the against the Chinese yuan, mm-hmm. the Nikkei, to, the uh, Japanese yen among yep. them, and this. But this also seen as a good thing thing or a good sign for Japanese equities so far. Um, across the board, the Kospi is up by about half a percent. The Shanghai and the Shenzhen bourse are up. Uh, Shenzhen is up by about two How about that? And the Hang Seng continuing to go from strength to strength. Mm-hmm. Hong Kong unperturbed, it seems, by these on, this ongoing uh, these news of the ongoing demonstrations over the extradition law there. That stock is up by about 0.8%. What's really keeping Hong Kong and a lot of these uh, markets up also is or were those positive trade figures from China. So a lot of Chinese, uh, a substantial amount of Chinese exports actually pass through Hong Kong ports as well. Right. So when they see signs that there is a pickup in trading activity, it does bode well for, for Hong Kong. And all, there's also the belief in Hong Kong right now that a lot of a lot of property developers will actually benefit if the Federal Reserve does r- cut rates because it will be a positive for property developers there. And it also means the same also for uh, property developers here in Singapore. So Let's take a look at who's gaining today oh, and who's yes, not. Please. And let's just uh, dig a little deeper. You want to take a look at property developers that are gaining today. You're seeing Capital Land up by 3%. They're doing, looking rather solid and robust so far today. City developments, 
not as uh, not as rambunctious as, as uh, yesterday's session right. where we saw them close with a plus five percent intraday gain, but they're up by, by about half a percent. So mm-hmm. the good times keep rolling for city developments, but maybe the party's just starting to head towards uh, starting to just cool down a little bit for them after that blockbuster announcement where they said we're going to bid for the Millennium and Contharp full control yep. of that of that subsidiary we have out in the United Kingdom. Venture Corp's up by about two point two percent. If you want to know how the banks are doing, all three are in the green. OCBC continues to be the strongest performing bank of the three mm-hmm. as of yesterday. And keep in mind, it's almost like like uh, we're seeing just a bit of a, a handoff. Last week was pretty much UOB outperforming most of their peers. This week, it seems to be OCB's turn. They're up by about 0.8% to $10.82 a share. Comfort Dell grows in the green. You're seeing Genting Singapore continuing to win so far, 2.3% up in today's session as we head deeper into the afternoon, uh, into the after uh, into the second half of today's session. If you're trying to look for losers on the uh, main index or in the on the on the STI, ST Engineering is down by about a quarter percent. Ja- Joining Matheson Holdings again, you're seeing some start not getting return the to love. not getting love once again, and it seems this is going to be one of those stocks that's going to uh, that's going to look back at 2019 and say, you know what, the, uh, the share our shares were rather challenged for most of the mo- for the most part, and that's what happens when you lose about 1.4 percent as mm-hmm. they are mm-hmm. today so far, and Wilmar so far down by about 0.3 percent. But again, the number of gainers outnumber outpacing the number of losers, not right. just on the STI, but across the main board and the catalyst so far. And we'll see if they can hold on to this particular uh, a trend and make it two straight days of decent gains for the STI. Actually, broader picture, you, you said the yuan is stronger. It's, it's, we, it's, uh, it, it is starting to strengthen a little bit. A- right, after. which is yeah. a bone of contention between the U.S. and uh, China. The U.S. always wanted a stronger yuan. Yes, they, they did want a stronger yuan. Well, what they wanted was China not to, not to touch the yuan and mm-hmm. not, to, uh, not to touch the yuan too much. And, but what, uh, what, some are say, or what some in the Trump administration are seeing now is that uh, this could be a sign that China is starting to get worried about the yuan weakening significantly. Now, according to Jimmy Tu, who we spoke to on Ful- from Fullerton Markets mm-hmm. yesterday, he said that we shouldn't read too much into the comments of the PBOC governor, Yi Gang, when he said there is no one level that's more important than the other, right. uh, saying, I'm going to let this run roughshod and go past seven to the, yeah, seven no. to the yuan. <laughs> it seems that, that, that it, 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 this, this happened to be the case. It seems that they have started to pull this back. There are a couple of risks if the yuan starts to weaken significantly, and one of them is capital flight. So mm-hmm. it used to be very difficult. It still is rather difficult difficult to get to, to get your money out of China at the moment right. if you are an investor. But now it becomes a little easier because of these exchanges and these links you have between Shanghai, Shenzhen, and Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to do that, you can you can get it through the back. Uh, you can get your funds out through the back door. And uh, and this is one of those concerns that they have, at least, over in, uh, in Chinese markets at the moment, um, that if the yuan starts to weaken, you could see a lot of these investors say, you know what, maybe it's better if we funnel our money back to the U.S. Now, right. here's the thing. If the Federal Reserve Reserve does decide to cut rates, as many are hoping or speculating, and I want to emphasize the word speculating here. You know, it does make bringing your bringing any funds you have in emerging markets like China less towards U.S. Treasuries, towards U.S. markets, a little less attractive. So, these could be some of those things, some of those factors that they're trying to consider. Again, being a central bank governor, it's not an easy job. No, no, no. Everyone's reading sixteen different things into everything you say. But and you know, it's funny because it's it's 
I don't want to. I I, re, I would like to refrain from using this word, but it's it's kind of like a pack of gossipers. You look, you take up, you take someone's statement. You go, well, what does he mean by this? Yeah, line? well, we're the what gossipers. Does he mean? We are the gossipers, the speculators, and and some people are starting to look at look at these messages and say, you know what? What does he mean by this? What does he mean by that? Really, and uh, it it's fascinating, but also, I mean, there is the there is the threat or the risk that you could be speaking out of turn, or you could be reading too much or too little into some of these proclamations. All we have at the moment is sentiment. Not just in the trade war. What mm-hmm. exactly does Trump mm-hmm. mean when he says, "You know what? I'm willing to relax some of these restrictions on Huawei if he put it, make it as part of the trade deal." What does he mean by that? What does uh, Yi Gang mean by, you know, there is no one level that's better than the other? But sure. we're we're left to really reading between the lines with some of these proclamations from these policymakers because at the moment the sentiment can go either way really quickly and very drastically, as we've seen in the last two months. Yeah, sure. and I think everyone wants a little bit of closure from. Yeah, that. I think uh, that's another very key word, especially. Closure. Yeah. Closure. Closure. All right. One of the first stocks you talked about was Capital Land. They're doing a little bit of a left pocket, right pocket thing. That is true, yes. And they are shifting three of their China malls over to Capital Land Retail China Trust, which is, again, another REIT that's listed on the main board and also underneath Capital Land. So their subsidiary, Capital Capital Retail China Investments, will be getting three malls in China and uh, will generate about 30, will will be and uh, will be selling, selling these or transferring these to Capital Land Retail China Trust for about 3 billion yuan or roughly 589 million Singapore dollars. And because of that, they're going to see that they're going to enter into a conditional agreement where CRCT is divesting their interest in the three companies that hold these malls in China. You have the Capital Mall Shefu, Capital Mall Aitamangdun in Harbin, and also Capital Mall Yuhuating in Changsha as well. So the sales will will generate a net gain of about 37.6 million Singapore dollars for Capital Ad. I I won't be surprised if we see a lot more of these reshufflings and moves in Capital Land because they did take in Ascendus and it is supposed to uh, come into effect sometime this month also. So right. they've got a lot of assets. But now it's like when you move house. OK, now we've got all the boxes in the house. Where are we going to put everything? Mm-hmm. How are we going to rearrange everything? So th- th- I wouldn't be surprised if this is not if we see more moves and more rearranging, quote-unquote, on the part of Capital Land in the future. But it's enough to at least make markets take notice. We're seeing Capital Land, as we mentioned, up by about 3% in that uh, 3%, 3%, was it? Yeah, 3.3% up so far today. And looking at the REITs, you'll see here the Capital Retail China Trust actually down by about 1.9%. Mm-hmm. So, uh, again... Maybe when someone's about to make when someone's through. about to make what when someone's about to make proceeds even if it is left pocket right pocket the person who's about to get the funds and the proceeds usually uh, rises and the one who's about to do acqu- acquiring even if it is just a, tr- a sure. transferring of funds they tend to see their their, their share price or their staple security uh, for a uh, trade lower, and that's what we're seeing from capital retail so far. They're down by 1.9%. So, so far. is Capital Land a top performer today? It seems to be. Uh, is it the top performer on the STI at the moment? Uh, they are trade, they. They are trade, are they trailing anyone at the moment? I believe they actually are the top performer at the moment. That the, and we'll see if they can hold on to that. They, they're trailing the likes of. The likes of uh, manufacturers like Hype and AEM, which are up more than that. But again, mm-hmm. they're on the main board. They're not on the STI at the moment. So, yeah, at the moment, they seem to be the best performing blue chip on, over here in Singapore. All righty. Well, you know, anytime Alibaba hits the headlines, that's good news for all kinds of people. I think. Uh, yes. And uh, they have been gearing up to do a second IPO out in Hong Kong. And, uh, and they, it seems that they have picked 
some of the new uh, some of the book runners and some of the ones who are going to ha- handle the planned share sale. They have picked China International Capital Corporation and Credit Suisse to lead the share sale. They are looking at an offering that could raise as much as 20 billion US dollars for Alibaba. And while they haven't finalized the fundraising target, this deal could be large, Hong Kong's largest share sale since 2019. 2010, according to Bloomberg, and could bolster again and could jumpstart the IPO uh, landscape for Hong Kong. Keep in mind that over the last four months, Hong Kong has lost their title as the best performing or the biggest IPO market or mm-hmm. in terms of funds raised to the New York Stock Exchange. But again, you can't really blame blame them for that. I mean, it's hard to compete against the likes of Uber and Lyft whenever sure. they decide to list. But if Alibaba decides to do a secondary listing here in or in Asia, in Hong Kong at least, this will be a very interesting. But a lot of people are also saying this will play an out into Alibaba's uh, favor should trade relations between China and the U.S. go sour. There mm-hmm. have been calls in the, in the U.S. government recently to look into Alibaba, to look into uh, Chinese firms, that is. No, mm-hmm. Not Alibaba per se, but to look at Chinese firms listed over in, uh, in, in public markets in the U.S. and ask them to open up their books, be more transparent. And if more, this leads to more pressure on Alibaba, perhaps having a secondary listing in Hong Kong will actually be, be beneficial should they decide to transfer, close up that IPO and move to Hong Kong sure. entirely. So that's one, that's one dynamic there. The other one also is... As we know, Hong Kong is in the news at the moment. They mm-hmm. are. They are. You're seeing massive uh, protests in the streets and uh, and a lot of uh, a lot of unrest because they're worried. Of, they're worried about this extradition law, yeah. and, uh, and 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 rightfully so. And uh, and even the U.S. has come out and said this could actually endanger Hong Kong's sta- uh, Hong Kong's special status as a territory and maybe even as a financial center mm-hmm. d- down the road. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see what happens with that in the future. What do you have for us on prime time today? Today, we're going to look at how markets are are, are behaving. So far, it's been good. Mm-hmm. We've been up all all of the the first five trading days that that the SGX has been open. They've been in the green. Mm-hmm. Monday was the best uh, was the best day of that streak, and today seems to be another day of solid gains. But what really is driving this is sentiment. Can we really believe that sentiment is starting to improve? So we're speaking to CMC Markets analyst Margaret Yang later on at sure. four o'clock, and she has a better grasp, or she has a better. She has her finger her finger on the pulse of the markets at the moment and mm-hmm. see exactly where they where where they see this trade war actually leading markets and whether or not we can actually trade on this op- renewed steady optimism that we're seeing out there. Well, it's across the it's across the region as well. There's mm-hmm. a lot of happiness in the markets throughout Asia. That's true, but again, could could we be again moving a little bit uh, getting uh, too far really, ahead of ourselves? Are we just really 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 desperately hoping for closure? Uh, closure and at this point anything to make a smile. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yesterday you very very reluctantly said you think we we were going to breach 3200. We have done that today. Are we going to hold it? That's a very good question. We have seen uh, the Straits Times Index and local equities Tend to ease off towards the last mm-hmm. hour. They do. They have. They start strong, and then they start to say, "You know what? We can start. We can ease off on the gas at the moment. Let's let's sure. let's, let's turn this. Let's uh, turn the sprint into a leisurely stroll for mm-hmm. the last uh, for the mm-hmm. last uh, couple of minutes." I might even say that. Let's see. We're up fifteen points at the moment. We're going to close in the green. Mm-hmm. That's sure for sure. I think we're going to come. Within, if we're going to come between three thousand one hundred ninety nine to three thousand two hundred, I think we're going to give up a couple of points All towards right. the end. A little on, bit of profit taking, just a little bit of profit taking, and uh, 
that that's I, we're we're going to cha cha around this three thousand two hundred level for the All time right. being, and today's going to be the f- day where we take a slight a quarter step back, and maybe tomorrow we start to see it. Um, we start to see it uh, close higher above that as well and just cha-cha around this particular level. Well, 3,200 is not a bad number, at least for this week, to be cha-chaing around. Especially given the recent losses. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) This has been Market View on Workday Afternoon with J.P. Yong. I'm Clarissa Montero. Your Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.